Forever Dog. Broadcasting from Forever Dog Studios in downtown Hollywood, Los Angeles, California, America. It's the new New Time podcast in the style of old, old-time radio. The Thrilling Adventure Hour. Treasury. The sponsors of today's show are HelloFresh, Eero Home Wi-Fi, and Away Luggage. And now, a word from one of those sponsors. Hi, I'm Dan Bugatino, a Bugatino business, and I'm here to talk to you about a meal kit delivery service called HelloFresh. Now, if you're like me, Dan Bugatino, you got more kids than you can count, and a wife sometimes, and your brother's friend Renee staying with you for some reason. With HelloFresh, the fact that kids are a real pain to feed becomes a thing of the past because of how HelloFresh's family plan recipes are full of things kids like. They test this stuff on kids, so they know. Now, if you're like me and only own one pot sometimes, guess what? There are plenty of one-pot recipes. That means fast cooking. That means minimal cleanup. That means you maybe don't need to mess up a plate, too. Hey, look, being honest, if you're like me, you've been in what experts call a recipe rut. Well, get out of it and start cooking new delicious recipes in each week's box of food there. Get into a rut of exciting new flavors and such. It's hardly a rut anymore at that point. Now, to that point, I want to tell you about a time I, Dan Bugatino, had a personal experience with the product. It arrived on my doorstep like a baby in a storybook, but instead of being a baby, it was a little box of food there. There was a freezer section to make sure the stuff that needed to be cold was cold. It's crazy, this box. It had a freezer in it. Anyway, they thought of everything. What else they thought of was a hamburger recipe that involved cooking up some red onions and tomatoes into an onion jam that I didn't think I would like at all because in my book, red onions are for salads, and that's it. I'm not a religious man sometimes, but that red onion rule is pretty much as close as I get. Well, guess what? The onion jam was really tasty on them burgers there. You know what else goes down easy? For $60 off, that's $20 off your first three boxes, all you do is you visit HelloFresh.com Thrilling60 and enter the code Thrilling60 at checkout. That's $60 off, in case you didn't hear me the first time. $20 off your first three boxes, provided you internet your way over to HelloFresh.com Thrilling60 and enter yourself the code Thrilling60 at checkout. That's 60, as it's in the 60th year that Bookatino Business has been in business. And this is how we celebrate. A Russian nesting doll of ads. This has been an honest-to-gosh ad for HelloFresh and the Bucatino business. Use both, but donate anything you buy a Bucatino business as we're an office supply company. Kids, shine your Astro Spurs and don your robot fists, because it's time for Sparks Nevada, Marshall on Mars! Justice rides a rocket steed across the crimson plains of the fourth planet where one man brings fear to robots and aliens and hope to humans who make this frontier planet their home. He is Sparks Nevada, Marshall on Mars! I'm from Earth. With the help of his Martian companion, Croach the Tracker. I am from Galut Proctor, which we call Mars. Sparks Nevada rides the outlaw wrongs on Mars. There's varmints need a catch and young'uns need a save On his rocket steed, he'll race across the stars. For he's sworn by the burrs of his astro spurs to right the outlaw wrongs on Mars. Yes, he rights the outlaw wrongs on Mars. 
the hyper cattle's humming and the margin savage drumming are as beautiful as comet bugs in jars. Oh, he's from Earth, but he writes the outlaw wrongs on Mars. Yes, he writes the outlaw wrongs on Mars. On the plains of the red planet, he upholds the law, and he does it with a pair of robot fists. Evil extermination he has faced For his robot robes they hardly ever miss And I reckon he'll be right In the name of truth and justice For as long as he can count the shooting stars For he's sworn by the birds of his Astros birds To right the outlaw wrongs of Yes, he writes the outlaw wrongs of Unless we left our hero, his Martian companion had done startling math regarding his onus. Find out what alarm and algebra is at play in tonight's thrilling adventure. Bonus onus. Sparks Nevada, I have the second most pleasing news. Oh, you got that filing done? Yes, and in so doing, I have nearly completed my onus to you for saving my tribe. Hey, that is good news. I mean, my expectation was that you would receive said news with the human emotion designated... Mixed feelings. Well, let's get to the end first. Were I to assist you in one more enthwartment of outlaw activity, I would be free of onus. Uh, if only there were something... The Marshall Station doors are open. Marshall! Marshall! Help! Let it happen. Marshall, help! I was reading the local newspaper, and generally speaking, I flipped to the cows and cow business section directly. Sure. But as I am in the market for a new tractor, and also a new tractor bean, Interesting. I opened to the want ads. What should I see? I saw a want ad. Felton. Want advertising the putting together of, of a gang to rob a space train. Interested parties are instructed to meet up at the Barkeep Space Saloon this very morning. Someone's forming a gang via one ad. Brazen. (laughs) I thought so, Marshall Help. I can't believe that... Hang on. Do you... Do you think my name is... Marshall Help? What? (laughs) What? Oh, come now. Do you reckon that after all of these years of knowing each other, I don't know your name? Felton. That's my name. Yeah, which I know by heart. What is my name? What's your name? What is my name? Is that your... Mm-hmm. You want to know what your I name do. is? Yep. Well, uh, your name... My name. Is... Mm-hmm. Marsh. Yeah. All. Well, that's my title, yeah. How... Uh-uh. For... Nope. Lit? Lit, no. Felton. Spoo? Not spoo. No. Spot. Spot? Marshall Spot. You think my name? No. No? No. No? No. Yes. No. No? Felton, no. Sparks Nevada. Sparks Nevada! Okay, that's not... If a gang of outlaws conspires to commit robbery upon a space train, we should halt said activity. Yeah, no, I know. It would mean onus completion. And it would serve my onus, which won't never be done, to justice, to law, to paperwork about law and justice. Let's head these do-batters off at the pass. But, Marshal, help! Okay. The one ad didn't specify which space train the gang aims to rob! Well, there's more than one pass to head off a cat to skin. What? Hmm? 
The saloon doors are open. I'm here to interview for the gang. Are you Highwayman Dan? I am. Would you like a bottle of water, some coffee, a rot gut? I'm good. Name's Robot Ford. Been an independent operator heretofore, but I feel like it's time to join up with the gang. Get some institutional knowledge. I ain't much of a run with gangs type neither. I'm part of a duo. Me and my latest knife, Pointy Kildana. Is your first gang? Uh, it, it will be if you'll have me. Well, let's see, let's see. No gang experience. Put that down in the minus column. But you did show up. Let me ask, how willing to learn are you? Very? Yes, very. Don't answer till you hear all the choices. I don't need to hear them. Choice-wise, there's very, which you heard. And which I am, very. There's somewhat. Nope. Mark me as very. And there's not at all. Not at all. I'm not at all, not at all. I'm very, very. Very it is. Just try to guess what column that goes in. Plus column? Right you are, which nets you another point. Yeehaw! In the minus column. Aww. Just kidding. In the plus column. Okay, speed round. Where are you from? Moon of Jupiter. Special skills? Quick draw. Your gun's got a name. Nope. Cause you don't name your guns or you ain't found the right name yet. Uh, I never thought about it. Think about it, but quick. Speed round. Uh, uh, I ain't a gun naming type. How do you feel about knives? I'm okay with them. How do you feel about folk who name their knives? I like them, and I hope they'll hire me into their gang. They like you, too. Due to at the end of the lightning round, you've got more points than nine pointy kill dunners. You mean? Yep. Welcome to the gang. You're number three after my knife. Is three enough to rob a space train when one's a knife? Well, sir, in an ideal world, right now, two more hombres would walk through them doors in response to my ad. The saloon doors are open. Howdy. You the fellas forming up the gang? I'm the one forming up the gang, and he's the one comprising it. A robot and a human, huh? Reckon that means you'd be open to a Martian and another human. You two are robbing team. Yep. Anyone ever tell you fellas you look like the Marshal and his Martian? What? No. Does the Marshal have a mustache? Does his Martian? No. And do we? Yes. Yes, you do. So we ain't the Marshal nor his Martian. Name's Bad Sam. This here's my Martian companion. Croach the tracker. No. No. <laughs> that's, that's his that's his little joke. Martians aren't known for jokes, nor for joking about their signifiers, nor for having moustaches. How about for joining gangs? Nope. Well, and this is one unique Martian you got on your hands. His signifier is uh Eric. Mm. Eric the near to finishing his onus. Oh yes. Okay. I get it. Get what? The joke about his being Croach the Tracker. Ha ha, right? Like the Marshall's Martian we was just talking about. Exactly. Ha ha. Oh, yeah, I get it, I think. Ha ha. Ha ha. I ain't laughing just to seem like I'm fitting into this new gang, which has me nervous. I really get it. Ha ha. Martian humor. Uh, you know? Uh, Laughter. <laughs> Laughter. Ha ha. Well, bad Sam, Eric, you aim to join this here gang in which Robert Ford and I are already firmly ensconced being punctual as both of us was? Join it? No. I aim to run it. More like confidence, Sam. You aim to join and run a gang in a single interview? Or my name ain't Bad Sam, which it totally is. Do you have any gang being in and gang running experience? Yep. 
My references are indisposed, however. They're dead or alive and wanted as such. The dead ones ain't talking, and the alive ones are in jail or retired on paradise planets ain't got no phones. <laughs> that does sound like a paradise, am I right? Technology. No offense, Robot Ford. Mm -hmm. Anyways, O's, call that one in the plus column. How willing to learn are you? Very? No. Don't answer till you hear all the choices. No, I am unwilling to learn. There's very, which you heard. And which I ain't. There's somewhat. Entirely not willing. And there's not at all. Yep, that's it. That's me. Minus column, but points for competence. Now, speed round. Where are you from? Earth. Special skills. I thought this was a lightning round. I got a list as long as your arm. Your gun's got a name. Yep, guns. How do you feel about knives? Don't shoot worth a dang. How do you feel about folk that name their knives? Uh, live and let live. Ain't that law type of thing to see. Kill and let kill? Better. Now, Eric, same questions. My answers to your primary queries are yes and somewhat. To the inquiry designated the speed round, my responses are glute proctor, tracking, no, ambivalent, and ambivalent. Reckon that sounds about right. Welcome to the gang, fellas. As to the matter of you leading the gang, Bad Sam, reckon I put us together. It's my plan for to rob the space train. How do you propose to do that? I wrote it down. Take a look. Oh, well, look at this. Some handwriting. <laughs> Ain't supposed to be legible. Supposed to only be readable a little, committed to memory, and then ripped up to a completely unreadable level. Whereas my plan is more detailed and easier on the eyes. The bullet points really help guide the eye and put me in mind of bullets. Key ingredient of this sort of plan. Don't seem to be the key ingredient of this plan, though. Normally, that'd be something I'd get behind, favoring knives as I do. But this plan ain't even got much knife to it. What's this part here say? As is working on a topiary garden for the better part of three months. Three months? I love a topiary as much as anyone, but why work on one for three months to rob a train? Ah, oh, you ever rob a train before? It's basic. One that's a pan job, so we get seed money for standard robbing a train expenses. Death rays, escape saucers, etc. Sensible. Plus the train passes the topiary gardens. We get the lay of the land without arousing suspicion from the astute lawmen known to jurisdict round here. You'll get to know the train like the back of your hands. You don't plan to know the train like your particular handbacks? Eric and I will be exercising more executive-type roles. Your plan does seem circuitous. Does it? Circuitous in the fashion of a marshal who you might expect to arrest outlaws, who instead intends to put them to honest work? Yes, in the exact fashion of... Oh, never mind. I don't know. Highwayman Dan's plan seems more direct. But it's my first gang, so what do I know? As much as I do not care for the thought of laboring on gardens, at least there's hedge trimmers, the upstart artsy cousin to the knife. But I cannot cotton to this part here where it says, No stabbing. Well, I don't want to attract the attention of the law. But I do want to stab. Yeah, it's a deal-breaker. What do you think, Pointy? Really? You fine with it? I was only protesting out of deference to you, you lazy old knife. Oh, bad Sam, you can consider us all aboard. I think you mean on board? I was making a train joke. Never mind. Should we make it official? Put it to a vote? I think it's unanimous, barring an unforeseen turn of events. Saloon doors are open. Hey! Over here! Uh -oh. Marshall! Marshall Sparks, Nevada! Okay. D did you arrest or shoot them outlaws yet? And <laughs> why are you disguised in a mustache? Uh, hey, Crouch! Crouch! Same questions. Marshall! Crouch! All right, jig is up. Thanks, Felton. You're welcome. No. That's right. I'm really Sparks, Nevada, Marshall on Mars. <laughs> 
A false moustache of all the unforeseen turn of events. A deception of the philtrum. Low damn. A standing marshal as leader of a gang of outlaws. We are certain to be written up in the New York Review of Gangs. I hereby change my vote for gang president to Howieman Dan. Overruled. Seconded. Overruled carried. But why the elaborate ruse, Marshal? You must love topiary trimming. You was gonna have them work for you? Aww. Wait, what? Why aw? <laughs> Don't you see? Your Martian is almost out of onus to you. You're looking to fill the hole forming in your heart with other fellas doing work on your behalf, which is the basics of carrying out an onus. That, there's no hole in No. No way. Aww. Sparks Nevada, I have emulated the human sound of empathy because what you have attempted to do is very sweet and human. It is sweet, Nevada. Powerful sweet, sir. Yeah, but that ain't it at all. Oh, keep blustering, Nevada. Tough cowboys ain't got no feelings, right, Marshal Nevada? I do have feelings. No, I do. Just not those ones. Do you mean to say that you were enacting this heart-hole fulfillment despite not knowing you were enacting it? No. That is very human, is it not? A nothing humaner. Okay. You too. I'm on record as lobbying against thought crime regulations, but you're forcing me to act against my principles. You ain't yet committed this train robbery, but intent counts, and you're both under arrest. Cuff him, Croach. I'll cover you. I will not, Sparks Nevada. Our onus is at an equilibrium. All right, Felton, you're up. Deputized? No, no. Take. I'll cover you. Take these. Oh, handcuff plane coming in for a landing. What are you doing? Say ah, oh, hands. Okay. Oh. Why, that ain't right. Pick them up, These Felton. are complicated. They're not. How do they work? They go around the wrists. R- wrists? You are doing that wrong. He is doing this wrong. Now I got them on me. Marshal! Marshal, help! Yeah, you do it. Stop covering us and cuff us. I know just who I'll stay up. Oh, I will enact it. Are you sure, Crouch? What about the equilibrium? Oh. What is that sound? You was moved by the marshal before, so you created an onus to stick around. It's sweet. That is not what occurred. Mm, seems pretty clear. You two are adorable. Oh, <laughs> they don't even know they're doing it. Oh, they know. Deep down. No, we don't. Stop it. All of you, stop this. Is this the end of Sparks, Nevada? independence? Will a marshal under onus do anything to get out from it? Find out in the next thrilling adventure of Sparks Nevada, Marshal on Mars! And now, a word from another sponsor. Hi, I'm Dan Bucatino of Bucatino Business. Things have been great with Bucatino Business on the work side, and things have been great also in the business of being a Bucatino, which is the me and my family side. And when I say great, I mean just okay. And when I say just okay, I mean not so great. Like to the tune of where I'm doing ads in my ads. Anyways, Eero. Life's too short for bad Wi-Fi, apparently. Eero's a fast, reliable Wi-Fi connection. You plug in and boom. You got Wi-Fi all around you in Eero Plus... You get that for protection from malware, spyware, and the like, which, okay, good. That's right, says the copy. Total network protection. Block malicious and unwanted content across your entire network. Who wouldn't want to block that? 
Also, you get advanced security. By checking the sites you visit against the data beta millions of known threats, Eero Plus prevents you from visiting malicious sites on accident without slowing anything down. Not on their watch, it seems like. Guess what else, smart guy? Content blocking is what else. So if you guessed that, good for you. You are a smart guy, guy. Eero Plus automatically tags sites that contain violent, illegal, or adult content so you can choose what your kids can and cannot visit right in the Eero app. So that's good news. Also, there's ad blocking. Get rid of annoying ads and pop-ups on all your devices. Not this ad, though. Too late. We gotcha. Ad blocking also improves load times for ad-heavy sites so you can browse and stream faster than ever before. Then it says, third-party security apps, VPN protection from encrypt.me, password management from 1Password, antivirus software from Malwarebytes. That all sounds great, I think. With a name like Malwarebytes, it's gotta be number one. Hey look, I, Dan Bugatino, personally use Eero for when I do the internet. I have it in my house where my children play with their toys and my brother's friend Renee is staying with us for some reason. I used to use traditional Wi-Fi, but the coverage was just so-so, and I was like, no thank you. But now, the head and shoulders above all else, best thing I got going on in my life is the incredible coverage in any space that comes from Eero. Now I'm like, yes, thank you. You can really just customize to your space. It's the simplest setup process, provided you know how to use an outlet, which, come on now. Eero is more reliable than an accountant I can neither recommend to you nor legally say the name of him. Hang on to your socks, because right now get $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package and a year of Eero Plus by visiting Eero.com slash thrilling, and then when you get to checkout, tell them Dan Bucatino sent you by entering promo code THRILLING. Then after you've done all that, swing on by the Bucatino business and buy some pens and paper to use them on. Enter on buying some pens at checkout by telling whoever's checking you out you're buying some pens. We'll throw in some paper clips. This has been an honest-to-gosh ad for Eero and the Bucatino business. And now, as All Hallows' Eve draws near, it's time for a story so chilling, so spine-tingling, so terrifying. It could only be told here amongst the cobwebs and skeletons and could only be called... The hitchhiker who was the phantom of a hitchhiker. <laughs> okay, so there was a guy, right? That's me. And he was out driving around in his car. He really liked just driving around. I mean, he was young, so it was like, hey, here's the whole world, you know? Yep. Also, he had a coat on. Because of how it was fall. I got it for my birthday. He had a coat on, even though he was in his car, and it wasn't even that super cold out. He was still wearing a coat. Birthday coat. And driving a car. Oh, and it was night out. Night as hell. The guy in the story didn't have a policy or anything about picking up hitchhikers or not picking up hitchhikers. But to be honest, he'd never really seen one until this night. Which all this is to say, the guy saw a hitchhiker. Hey, a hitchhiker. A pretty young lady. She sure is pretty. So he asked his brain. If I pick up this hitchhiker, am I obligated to pick up all future hitchhikers? His brain shrugged. Fine, okay, whatever, brain... And the guy pulled over. 
If you want the truth, the guy unlocked the door. Then the hitchhiker opened the door and got in the car. And that's about everything there is to that part of the story. Hi there. My name's RJ. The guy said in a voice that felt like he was pretending to be about three years older than he actually was. Where you headed? The guy asked. Rather than answer the guy with words like you're supposed to in society, this hitchhiker just pointed. Huh. Spooky, right? A little. The guy was all, okay much? And went where she pointed. I mean, he didn't say, okay much? He just thought it. I sure did. As for his passenger, the hitchhiker, she was shivering like a lot. She sure was. So this guy in the story, I think his name was RJ, like he's nice. Thanks. He offered the hitchhiker his coat. Here, take this. Maybe his heater was broken, I don't know. She took his coat, smiled at him a little, like more than a polite thanks, but less than like, oh my God, you're my hero about it. And then continued to guide him using just her finger. It's not the way hitchhiking works, I bet, where the hitchhiker calls all the shots. But this guy was the kind of guy who goes wherever a pretty girl wants him to. Like, that's his deal. Guilty. Then, in a cul-de-sac, the passenger held up a closed fist like a military man, as if to say, stop. So the guy stops. The guy drops her off at the top of a long driveway. It's a little totally spooky. There's like mist or something, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Foreshadowing happens here. You just know the guy's going to come back tomorrow to get his coat, that he is forgetting to get back at this point, and he's going to find out some crazy business about this hitchhiker who, as far as he knows, is not a phantom. So far as he knows. The next day... The guy remembers about his coat. My birthday coat! The guy returns to the cul-de-sac, thanks to his Garmin, which got him home last night by the quickest route and made it super easy to find the place again. The Garmin is so easy to use, it's just intuitive. It's reasonably priced, and you'll never get lost again. Garmin, don't just get there. Arrive. The guy parks at the top of that long driveway from before. You remember, it's steep and the guy's car is long in the front. It'd scrape if he drove down the driveway. So there's that feeling of foreshadowing again. No mist this time. You just feel a little spooked. More you than the guy, even. You're, like, you're ahead of him. That's part of it. The guy goes down this steep driveway. There's only one house down there. Sometimes you get a driveway like that where it splits off, but not this time. So he rings the bell some lady answers. Hello? Not the same lady who was hitchhiking, but an older lady. The guy explains his situation. Hello, ma'am. You see, I find myself here at your doorstep because I dropped off a hitchhiker girl here last night. The guy gets nothing. No glimmer of understanding from this woman. The conversational cue is missed or ignored. Like the guy goes on to describe the hitchhiker. She was about this tall? A little haunted, I guess you could say. Didn't talk much or, or at all, really. Like to point? Still, the guy receives no response. So, he went into more detail. Blue eyes, dark hair, 
this tall? <gasps> it, uh, it, it sounds like you're describing my daughter, but, but it can't be her. W- what? Why not? She died ten years ago last night in a terrible hitchhiking accident on Foxhound Road. That's the name of the road where I picked her up last night. But that means... That means the hitchhiker I picked up was your daughter's ghost. Or phantom. Obviously, that is the most logical conclusion you could draw. So the guy leaves. Because what else could he do? He leaves all like, whoa. Whoa. The mom watched him go, the guy. When the guy was good and gone, she closed the door. And she and her daughter, who was totally alive, giggled and high-fived. They put that guy's coat on the pile with the others. Five years later, they would open a used coat store, and they would get rich off it. Just absolutely butt-ass rich. (laughs) And now, a word from our final sponsor. Hi, I'm Dan Bugatino, a Bugatino business, a business that is in the business of doing business, which that's just good business. And say I have to travel for business, like go to a business convention. You bet I'm going to use Away brand luggages. You see, Away uses high quality materials while offering a much lower price compared to other brands by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. Do you hate middlemen like I do? Sure, unless you are one and still even then. Now, hey, I can hear you saying, what luggage colors are there? Good question. A variety. Also, there's four sizes. The carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, or the large, or vintage. All these luggages are made with premium German polycarbonate, the best polycarbonate in all of Europe. Why, it is unrivaled in strength and impact resistance, especially for being how very lightweight it is. Both sizes of the carry-on are able to charge anything that's powered by a USB cord. A single charge of the Away brand carry-on will charge your iPhone five times if that's what you want. Let me tell you about the lifetime warranty. They have one. Enjoy this luggage for a 100-day trial. The trial is for the luggage, not you, so if at any point you come back with a guilty verdict, return the luggage for a full refund, no questions asked. Not any? That's right. Not even that one. It was a freebie. Speaking of free, this luggage gets itself and you free shipping on any away order within the lower 48 states. Sorry, Alaska and Canada, I don't know. If you're in New York City, go visit a Waze retail store and see what color luggage they have in person. You know, one time I, Dan Bucatino, had a personal experience with the away brand luggage. You see, what I did was I took a train down to a business convention and I needed a luggage to put my shirts and pants into, as well as socks and other things. You know what goes in luggage. Well, I was on a trial period with away luggage, and so I used that luggage to be my luggage, like as a trial for it. Normally, I hate packing a lot, and unpacking even more, because of how many times I packed my bags for none of your business reasons and how hard it was to live in a cruddy hotel away from my family. But this business trip, heck, it was great, and the packing and unpacking of an away suitcase could absolutely have been the reason. I defy you prove it wasn't. I didn't hate it at all. You know what else I don't hate? having $20. Why do I mention that? Because for exactly $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash thrilling and use promo code thrilling during checkout. And right there, you save yourself a $20 bill, Jack. Feels pretty good. I should know. And now back to the Thrilling Adventure Show. This has been an honest-to-gosh ad for Away Luggage and Bucatino Business. 
It's time to send the little ones to dreamland and set your radio's dial to spooky. Bolt the doors, lock your windows, and steal yourself from mysterious suspense in this evening's final feature, Beyond Beyond Belief. Meet Viv Slim Bendendonetto and Charlie Eastmoreland, best friends and co-workers. They've each been employee of the month at Here to There Incorporated. And oh yes, they deliver packages. Turn here, Charlie. You bet, Slim. Join Slim and Charlie in tonight's dark episode, Blood Simpleton. Our story begins at the delivery entrance of the Manhattan Auction House of Great Acclaim. Charlie, you know how you're chatty? You're always making with the chit-chat, a chatterbox usually? Yeah, sure. Well, how come you ain't said nothing the whole time we drove here to this auctioneer's house? It ain't usual for you to not say things because of how you always usually talk so much. Yeah. Auction house, you mean? What? <laughs> not auctioneer's house. We think an auctioneer lives here? He or she does not. He or she just works here. You know, an auctioneer does. That's more like it, Charlie. This is about how talkative you tend to be. Yeah, yeah, I suppose I wasn't feeling myself, if I'm honest. You know what a millipede is? Sure, that's like a centipede, Dad. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I got some of them millipedes on me, you know? Like, just crawling around on me. Like, maybe I'm getting an ailment or a condition. Though, I don't feel anything now. Only when we were in the truck. Not now that we are out on the outside of it. Now that you mention it, and if I'm honest, I felt similarly disconcerted in there. And your silence only made it the more disconcerting. I take solace both in how you go on and also from how it is the regular condition of things. Well, I'm sure I'm sorry. Let's just get this selection of antiques installed in their destination. And if I never have to see an overlong crate like the one that smelled like burning metal and melted rubber and booze, like that time I saw the worst thing I ever seen, I will be happy for it. And, eh, I'll buy the beer. I know the overlong crate you mean. It has that peculiar feeling to touch like my dad crying over his mom's passing. Well, it ain't gonna deliver itself, unfortunately. <laughs> Oof, come them millipedes. Two stalwart souls carry an ageless creature in an ancient box in a contemporary crate. Off of a truck, into a building, and down some stairs, madness courting them with every step. As they enter the shadowy storage area that will serve as their cargo's final destination, as well as, perhaps, their own, the whispering begins. Wait, uh, hey, what, what are you... Uh, hey. What? Hey. Hey, what was that? Oh, what is that? Get it. Yeah, you don't have to tell me twice. I never want to stop stomping. Who was saying to stop? Not me. Not me either. Okay, stop now. <sighs> Oh, man, what was that that we just stomped? Oh, it looked like if a unbaked croissant was a guy. Yeah, like if month-old cream and cheese was a guy. It looked like a guy from out of a black-and-white movie. Yeah, but not like a specific guy. No, not a specific guy, but one with food poisoning. Yeah, who hadn't already been outside for perhaps too long. No color to him. Even for a black-and-white movie guy. Yeah, pale for a pale guy. It looked like if a bunch of wasps really liked a guy and made a sculpture of the guy out of whatever they make the nests out of. It looked like a paper mache of a guy got left out in the rain and then dried up again. What you have so stomped and piteously described was known by many names. 
the Night Kaiser. The Night Kaiser. Betsibos. The Bedtime Evil. Angstfreund. Friend to angst. They do not translate well. They do not. Well, now you could call him the King of Shoe Bottom City. <laughs> the stomped out former guy who shouldn't have whispered into my brain. Scaring us when we were carrying him around. Got himself dropped and stomped. And what are you guys doing here? And what are you supposed to be anyway? Couple of uh, couple of Shakespeare guys. We go by many names. Children of the night. It's a little old for that name, don't you think? You have no idea. We are the ageless. Thus, vampire. Vampire. Hey, hey, wait, wait, wait a second. Are you trying to tell us that you're vampire guys? And that smushed up, stomped out... Shoe Bottom Joe. Shoe Bottom Joe was a vampire guy? Is that what you're saying to us right now? The Night Kaiser. The Night Kaiser. Shoe Bottom Joe. Was no mere vampire. He was our sire. Oh, gosh. Well, this is embarrassing. Oh, we are sorry. We didn't mean to pulp your dad with our boots. Honestly, though, it's on him a little. I mean, you know, don't whisper into the brains of the guys who are carrying you. Not if your box is fragile. And not if you're fragile. But still, condolences. Even for a vampire, that's gotta be hard to swallow. Losing your pop. I, I, uh, that, he is not our literal father, as you comprehend it. He sired the sires of all who walk our crimson path. Any vampires he didn't directly vampire were vampired by the vampires he vampired. And you have bested him in combat. By law of tooth and claw and now boot, we bear witness to the succession of rule from our sire's sire to you. You are our Kaisers now. Wait, what? Come off it. What are we going to do with two vampire guys? Two? Our number is 4,000, oh Kaiser. Around 140 in the area are yours to command. And outside the area, the rest. Hey, you two got here fast. Did you somehow feel Shoe Bottom Joe's death with your vampire senses and then like run here on your little vampire legs like so, so fast? I, I I was coming here to another purpose. Don't be coy. You were, he was, Alisod was. This is Alisod, by the way, and he is unslakeable in all things. <laughs> well, you flatter. You are. Well. You are. I don't know what that means. His thirst cannot be slaked, but nor can his ambition be. He was coming here to challenge the Kaiser to combat. And Agonia was to be my second. I'm Agonia. I love to see blood because it is delicious, but also exhilarating. Slim could use a little bit of that unslakeable ambition. Oh, come off it. Uh, he, uh, he's due a raise, right? Boss knows I'm due a raise. Well, you gotta ask for it, huh? You, you know what a squeaky wheel gets? On everyone's nerve is what. <sighs> okay, fine, fine. Look... We didn't sign up to be no Kaisers. Hey, you want, you should just uh, tell your friends that you came down here and challenged him and that you won, and then you can lead those guys. I mean, hang on. Well, hey, no, no. Do not get any ideas, Slim. I can't help it. You know the way my brain works. It pumps out ideas like some kind of uh, imagination machine. 
hey, look, these vampire guys were real nice about explaining the rules to us, but what do we want with a throng of devoted servants? Huh? Between my wife and my job and the league and my garden and this book I'm reading about a mountain, I got enough going on. I don't need to add being a Kaiser to my list. But just thinking about some of those things on your going on list, some of them could be crossed off by having other not-so-alive helpers to help you. Nah, 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 I... Eh. No, I couldn't take advantage. Uh, hey, all I said, you flip on back to your uh, coven? Coven is correct. Hey, look at me with a lingo. Oh, you're a natural Kaiser. Only I ain't, Slim. Okay? So, all I said, you tell your coven that you top the big chief, and we'll get out of your, uh... Well, you're as bald as the end of a worn eraser, but you know what I mean. Yeah? We'll leave you alone. It would be to no avail. I did not best the Kaiser. I assumed his ancients would be the Kaiser's undoing, and alas, it was. But also, alas, I could not best you in combat. You're so beefy! You would fell me as you did the Beatsibos. Nighttime evil. Shoe bottom Joe. With your powerful boot as well. Yes, look whose ambition just got slaked. My ambition remains and will never be staunched. However, I would prefer to survive to see it met. Now, what would you have us do, O oh, Kaisers? Hmm. And so Charlie and Slim found use for their adult children of the night. With the help of Pithacor the Anguisher, Charlie became possessed of a bouquet of roses and a thoughtful anniversary gift for his wife. Poils? Poils! Oh, Charlie! Slim bade a congregation of the damned help him with his bowling score. Where was your hand upon the ball's release? Here. And where ought it to have been? Uh, here. Let's try that again. Soon Slim was the menace of League Night. And Charlie was no longer the owner of two left feet. Did you learn to dance like this, Charlie? A bunch of vampires taught me. <laughs> wise guy. They served as day kaisers with the seriousness of union men. But before long, Charlie felt the weight of responsibility to a legion of bloodthirsty undead. But what do you want to do? Whatever you wish. <sighs> you are the kaiser. I know I'm the but you... Oh, all right, I, I don't know. And Slim's newfound bowling confidence translated to the raise he deserved. Gee, thanks, boss. He realized he could see in his coven of immortals the weakness he had, with their help, overcome. I mean, I think we're holding them all back. No question, they have helped me immensely. Yeah, you bowled a turkey. And they have helped you immensely. I know how to dance an Austrian cha-cha. But we ain't helping them. <sighs> we don't know what 4,000 vampires need. They won't even tell us what they want, not really. Never mind, I haven't had a spare second to read my mountain book. So what do we do? I think I got an idea. And so it was that Slim filled Charlie in on the idea. And then we... And then Charlie. I like it. It could work. All I should, eh? Ajnania? Can you come over here, please? You wish for our assistance here with this treacherous claw machine? 
My claws are more than adequate to retrieve whatever you desire, Do Kaiser. you desire the stuffed animal versions of dice, Kaisers? We don't want anything from the claw machine. We think it's time for a challenge to the leadership of the vampire guys. We have served as your seconds for the four months of your reign, and now you wish to engage in combat? That's right. To be your own seconds? Please, reconsider. You'll destroy us! Remember your boots! I beg your pardon. Whatever we have done to offend you shall not by us be repeated. Spare us, and we shall never displease you in any way again. We shall endeavor only to please you. Which is what we have endeavored to do this whole time. Uh, are we hopeless then? Having tried and failed? Perhaps, perhaps we deserve to be made shoe-bottom shoes. I bear my throat to your boot. And I mine. Whoa, guys, no, no, guys, come on, stand up. No, look, you ain't done nothing but help us with bowling and being married. And rule the vampire guys. But that's just it. It should be vampire guys in charge of vampire guys. Don't you think, guys? I never thought about it. So look, let's do the combat. I bet you could take me, huh? Because it's the right thing. But the boots that slayed do not Okay, fine. No, uh, no kicking. Huh? No kicking. All right? I won't use the boots. Then you are a fool, and I challenge you! Oh, jeez. Well, uh, okay, I accept. A thousand years of bloodthirsty ambition surged through the unslakable vampire, culminating in his fist, which may as well have turned into a bat itself for the way it flew through the air. Yeesh. Uh, I mean... Oh! oh! Look at him. He is going down. Whoa! Just as a hailstone or an acorn or something can fell a mighty oak, if a hurricane does the tossing or like if a penny gets dropped off the Empire State Building, so too can a well-punched punch do all the work in a combat such as this. And lo, look at him. Look at you. New Kaiser of the Damned. Don't you look spiffy. The combat is not complete. <laughs> what? You... Yeah, it is. You be Charlie, fair and square. That's combat in my book. Hey, 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 what are you doing? Uh, hey, whoa, whoa, get off of my neck with them teeth, all I said. I must finish you for the combat to be complete. Do you yield? Hey, 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 can I yield without you chomping on my neck and vampiring my blood? No. Oh, well then, no. Then the combat does not end. You remain the Kaiser. Oh, it's all back to how it was then. Everything just how it was before the combat thing. Yes. Yes, it is all back to how it was. Come, Agonia. Oh, it's not back to how it was. Combat is not complete until one of you is destroyed. We are surely going off now to figure out some way to kill you, Kaiser. Come, Agonia. You should think about destroying Alessad. That would end the combat. But don't use your boots. You can't use your boots, you promised! Agonia! Don't destroy the messenger. Love you guys. Coming! Oh, well, that backfired is what. Right in our dumb faces is where. You know what I wish, Slim? <laughs> What's that, Charlie? I wish we knew someone. Anyone. 
who was adept at handling just this sort of unique situation. Supernatural problems. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wish we knew someone who knew what to do. Or that we'd even heard of someone whose bailiwick this is. Oh, hey. What? What is it? Someone spring to mind? Uh, no, I just thought that was a great idea. To know someone like that. Maybe two people. Maybe they know each other. Yeah. Oof, that would sure come in handy right now. To know those type of people. It's only a shame we don't know no one like that, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. A real shame. A shame for sure. And so the commanders of vampires went bowling and hoped that they didn't get killed that night or any night soon at the hands and mouths of their friends. But would they? Perhaps we'll learn the answer next time when we walk beyond... Beyond Belief. That's all for today's episode of the Thrilling Adventure Hour, Treasury. Sparks Nevada, bonus onus, was written by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker and starred Mark Evan Jackson, Mark Gagliardi, Greg Kakowski, Ahmed Best, and Aaron Abrams. The Phantom Hitchhiker was written by Ben Acker and starred Annie Savage, Hal Lublin, and Aiden Mayeri. Beyond Beyond Belief was written by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker and starred Steve Agee, Eric Bowser, Sujata Day, and Mark Gagliardi. And me, I'm Hal Lublin. Today's episode featured new musical themes and arrangements by Paul and Storm, with vocals by John Roderick. The Thrilling Adventure Hour Treasury is a production of the Forever Dog Podcast Network, produced and engineered by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more of the Thrilling Adventure Hour, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash thrillingadventurehour and gain exclusive access to our entire back catalog. Complete libraries of your favorite segments, bonus content, merch discounts, and more. See you next time on the Thrilling Adventure Hour. Treasury. Veronica from, from Trex in the, the City. City. We are two women who are nerds and we love Star Trek and love talking about it. That's right. But we're not exclusive like that. No, we're not those kind of fans. We're cool ones. Like chill. Sexy, young, and also old. Trex and the City. The city part means we talk about anything. <laughs> Which is our right, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. I just need you to understand that we have great guests. We have the dumbest bits. And songs. Sometimes. And we talk about Deanna Troy in a way that she has deserved for her whole career. Fully underdeveloped character. So come on over to Treks in the City. Only on the Forever Dog Podcast Network. New episodes out every Monday. Woo! Woo!